Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Turn to Romans chapter 4. We're going to continue to talk about living by faith. Amen. The Christian life is a faith lifestyle. Amen. And so we want to continue to talk about living by faith. There's over, somebody said there's over 7,000 promises in the Bible. 7,000. Amen. Praise God. That'll help you this morning. There's some things you need to be going after. Over 7,000 promises in the Bible. And it's not one that can become a reality in your life except you receive it and obtain it by faith. Amen. Amen. Last week we talked about walking by faith and not by sight. Because a lot of times God will tell you something, God will show you something that belongs to you or that you can have. Amen. And it may seem like it's impossible to attain to it. Amen. But God uses the ability of faith to allow you to attain to something that is naturally impossible to achieve or humanly impossible to achieve, faith will allow you to have it. Amen. 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 Faith gives you access to not just a natural life, but a supernatural Amen. life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And we're going to see this, amen, in the life of Abraham this morning. Right. That's why I ask you to turn to Romans chapter 4. Amen. When God promises you something, when he wants you to accomplish something in life, because he is God and he's allowing you to be a partner with him. He's allowing you to be a co-laborer with him. Amen. When you're working with somebody that's all powerful, all knowing and all wise. Amen. You got to realize you're not going to be doing a little job. No. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you went to work with Bill Gates, you're going to be doing something. Amen. That's above your level. Come on now. When someone that's above your level asks you to come help them, that means you're going to be working on a project that's above your wisdom, above your financial ability, above your knowledge. Amen. You're going to be working on something that we would call supernatural because it's above where you are. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when you come to be a partner with God, get ready to do something. Mm exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think. Amen. Get ready to do something on another level. Hallelujah. Get ready, get ri- get ready to get rid of the natural. Get ready to get rid of the mundane, the everyday, and get ready to do something you've never done before. Right. Amen. When God calls you, you're going to do something you've never done before. Uh-huh. Amen. Hallelujah. He's called you to live a supernatural life. That's why he said you're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. That's supernatural. Amen. You're going to cast out devils. That's supernatural. Amen. No deadly thing will harm you and you're going to speak in another language. Amen. Unto God. Hallelujah. So you know you and you come into the kingdom of God. Get ready to live a supernatural life. Get ready to do something you've never done before. Amen. And the way you do that is by faith. Amen. Faith is your way into the supernatural abilities of God. Amen. So let's look over here in Romans chapter 4. And uh, we're going to look at the life of Abraham. We can pick up here Romans chapter 4 and verse 16. Look what it says right here. Therefore, it is of faith 
that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all. Or we can say it like this. <clears throat> it is a faith that we enter into grace, which is God's favor, God's ability, God's strength, God's wisdom. Through faith, we enter into the realm of grace. Mm -hmm. Amen. Praise God. That's what it said, didn't it? And then, so that the promises of God, all 7,000 of them. Mm. Come on now. I know you're coming up a little short. Amen. That's why I'm preaching on faith. Amen. I know you're coming up a little short. That's why I'm preaching on faith. Because sometimes people live most of their life and they never tap into what God has for them. Most people live beneath the abilities of God. They live beneath the provision of God. And that's why life becomes a struggle. That's why life becomes worrisome. That's why life becomes tiresome. It can get to the place some people don't even want to be here anymore because the weights of this world are so heavy and bring so much of a burden they don't want to be here anymore. But Jesus made a declaration. He said, my yoke is easy. Come on, it could get easier for you this morning. Faith will make it easier for you. Faith will let you go to sleep at night. Amen. No matter how much you owe, faith will let you go to sleep at night because we're going to tap into God's supernatural provision where he supplies all your needs. Amen. According to your riches. Somebody says, well, he ain't supplied me nothing. Have you believed him? Have you believed in his supply? If you didn't believe in his supply, you're not going to get his supply. If you don't believe in healing, you're not going to get supernatural healing. And if the doctor can't help you, you're leaving the planet. That's just the way it is. Amen. Hallelujah. When you come to the house of God, amen, it's called the house of faith. It's called the family of faith. It's called a walk of faith. The Bible said we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. That we live a lifestyle by faith. Amen. Faith is our lifestyle. Faith is how you live every day. And how I live every day, it's based on the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone. What is that? That's an invitation to a supernatural life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And people act like that Bible is so big. No, it's not that big. You've been living by everybody else's word. And so if we, if we begin to categorize those words that everybody else has been speaking in your life and you've been living by, we got something this big. Amen. Amen. There's thousands of words that are spoken daily by people coming in and coming out. And you got to make sure those are the words of God if you're going to live by faith. Amen. Amen. If you're going to live by faith, you got to get rid of everybody else's words and then you got to take God's words. And then you got to distinguish when people are talking, did that come from God or did that come from them? Did that, is that written somewhere in the word of God? Did it come off the top of their head? Or is it something their cousin told them? Or is something the co-worker told them? Or is somebody in the locker room told them that? Did it come from God? If it didn't come from God, I'm not going to live by it. And when you're living that way, you're living by faith. So faith lifestyle constantly discerns and distinguishes whose words are in my thought life. Yeah. <laughs> whose words am I repeating? Is it what God said or is it what they said? The thing about they said, you'll never know who they are. <laughs> 
they never tell you who they are. <laughs> but when it's the word of God, you know where it came from, baby. It came from the one that spoke light in the midst of darkness. It came from the one that created the stars, hung the solar system. Amen. Praise God. It created the one that holds the earth right in its place. Come on now. It's better to live by God's word. Come on. So that's what faith is. It's a lifestyle based on what God said, not what they think. Amen. Not how you feel, not what it looks like. Amen. It's just based on what God said. Yes. Amen. Yes. You in Romans chapter 4, verse 16. Yes. The promise might be sure to who? Oh. So everybody can live by faith. Mm -hmm. So the invitation to live by the promises of God belong to everybody. Amen. 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 Let's go down here a little bit further. And it says right here, to all the seed, the promise is sure to all the seed. You are the seed of God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Galatians chapter three says, the moment you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart, mm -hmm. the moment that you acknowledge that he is the son of God, mm -hmm. the moment you acknowledge that God raised him from the dead, mm -hmm. the Bible said, you shall be saved. Yeah and you become the seed of God. Right. That's in Galatians chapter 3. Yeah. If you belong to Christ, right. Galatians 3.27, if you belong to Christ, yeah. then you are, you're not trying to be, right. you are the seed of Abraham. Yeah. And that means all 7,000 promises become your inheritance. Amen. Amen. All 7,000 of them are yours. Amen. Amen. That means you can call on any promise that belongs to you. Yes. Yeah. One way of looking at the Bible is a book of inheritance. If you study it well enough, you'll find out it's a book of inheritance. Amen. When you read through Matthew, you meet through, read through Luke, book of Luke, Matthew, the first chapter. How many people like reading Matthew, the first chapter? <laughs> Because when you read Matthew, the first chapter, it goes through all the names. Yes, it does. So-and-so begat so-and-so. So-and-so was a right for so-and-so that begat so-and-so. This person begat this person. This person begat. I got tired of reading the begats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't care who begat who. <laughs> so I used to skip over that part. Yes, that's right. Because I didn't want to read everybody's name. Mm -hmm. Now, when you read everybody's name, what's the last name that's written? Jesus. That's right. <laughs> and it stops right there. Yes. <laughs> it stops right there. You say, why did it stop right there? Mm -hmm. We'll tell you why it stops. When you read a real wheel that's been written by a good attorney. What is the first section of the will about? It's about the people that's going to get the money. <laughs> the first main section of a will that's written by a real attorney 
identifies the people that's going to get the house, <laughs> the people that's going to get the car, mm -hmm. the people that's going to get the trust fund, mm -hmm. the people that's going to get the money. Mm -hmm. So when you read a real will and you see your name written in there, Hallelujah. you say, all right now. Yeah. <laughs> You say, all right now, hallelujah, I got that. You start shouting what you got. And the only person that's not happy and the only person that's not shouting at the, re at the reading of a will is the person named that's not in there. You start saying stuff like, I never like aunt whatever anyway. <laughs> You start saying stuff like that. Your disposition changes. Your countenance is not the same anymore. Amen. The reason why God didn't have to list any more names, because when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, he takes you and puts you in Jesus. He puts you in Christ. Amen. Praise God. So when you realize that you are in Christ and that you belong to Christ, then you realize that you are the seed. Amen. And as according to the promise, you get happy when somebody's reading the Bible. You get happy when somebody is picking up the Bible and reading the promises of God because you just get reminded that you are already healed in Jesus' name. You get reminded, bless God, that all your prayers can be answered because you an heir of God. You get cited at the reading of the will. Some people are going to get to heaven and they're going to realize they could have had more promises than just the two. Or the one, or maybe the none they were living by. Mm. I'm trying to help you right now. All right. You ought to get in the Bible and find out what belongs to you. Amen. You better understand it is the last will and testament of Jesus Christ, yes. and He has left an inheritance for you and I to live by while we on this planet. Yes. See, when people leave a will, they leave a will for what you can live by while you heal. Yeah. They don't leave a will for things to come. Yeah. They for, for the next life, they leave a will so that you can experience and enjoy those things while you are here. Amen. Amen. Bless God. We need more people enjoying the promises of God. We would have more praise, amen, doing our worship services. We'd have more joy doing our worship services. But we can tell you're not excited. They come dragging in here. <laughs> Talking about you working for the Lord. He didn't ask you to work for nothing. He asked you to get your promises. <laughs> the work was finished by Jesus Christ. He said it is finished. Amen. We are supposed to be enjoying our inheritance and it's only attained by faith. Faith is the ability to receive the promises of God. It is a faith that it might be by grace that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Yeah. 
so I don't have to get jealous when somebody else gets blessed because I know where they got that blessing from and I know they got it because they're in Christ Jesus and I know my name amen is in there every time I see Jesus us. <laughs> Come on now. He just didn't bless you. He blessed us. Come on now. So if you got it, I can get it too. Hallelujah. So I'm rejoicing with you. Amen. Cause the same inheritance that you got your name written in, mine is there too. Can you shout amen to that? Amen. Amen means so be it. The Bible is not a religious book. That's why people don't like reading it. You just keep seeing these and thousand thuses and go plumb to sleep. You got to know what it is. It's a wheel. That's why those names are listed first. Abraham, Isaac, in Jacob, and it goes all the way through there, heirs of God. When your name is in the will, it means that you can access things that people whose name is not in the will. Amen. Amen. And the reason why the last name is Jesus written in the will is so that if you're not in there, Jesus is your way. Come on now. He said, I am the way. Yes. You want your name in here? Uh-huh. I am the way. Yeah. <laughs> no man can come to the Father yeah. and receive the 7,000 promises unless he comes to me. Yeah. Therefore, there's no name under heaven and earth whereby men might be saved except through the name of Jesus. Yeah. That's the only way you can get into this inheritance. Right. It's the only way you can get it. You've got to come through him. Amen. That's why the last name written is Jesus. So that if you want, Abraham was not an access for you. Isaac was not an access for you. The only name that can get you in the covenant and the last will and testament of Jesus Christ is the name of Jesus. That's why I worship him. That's why I'm not going to the the mosque today. I'm sorry if you want to go. Go ahead and go. Have a nice time. But you're not getting in this wheel going through that. It's not, if you want to go, fine. If you spend your time like it, that's fine. But you're just not getting in the wheel through that way. You're not getting through the wheel through Buddha. And for all I know, Buddha was a nice person. But you just can't get into these 7,000 promises using Buddha. Let me back up off some of you. Because y'all got your eyebrows going. I'm just talking about a wheel. (laughs) My mama is sitting right here. She got a wheel. Mm -hmm. Y'all's name is not in there. (laughs) Because I don't talk to her about it. Y'all ain't getting anything. You don't know what am means? Not one thing. And the only reason why you're not getting anything is because your name is not in there. It doesn't mean she doesn't like you. She'll speak to every one of you. How you doing today? (laughs) Just because your name's not in the will doesn't mean God doesn't love you. The Bible said, for God so loved the world. 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, because everlasting life is one of the promises of inheritance. But he made it possible for every living person to get into the wheel mm -hmm. yeah. of Jesus Christ. Okay. He went a little step farther than my mother. Mm -hmm. Amen. But I happen to like both of the wheels. <laughs> you only like one of them. <laughs> Amen. You getting any help this morning? Yeah. All right. He says, not to only that which is of the law, but that, uh, that also which is of the faith of Abraham. Amen. Who is the father of us all. Amen. He's called the father of faith. Amen. Now look what it says right here. And as it is written, we're in verse 17, as it is written. Why is he writing? Why is he writing it down? Because all wills have to be documented as it is written. All wheels have to be documented. You cannot have a wheel in your head and think that's going to stand up in court <laughs> that you think Paul Paul left you <laughs> the farm. <laughs> oh no, baby. That's going to go in probate court. That's where that's going to go. If you are it not in the, if there is no wheel, then the possessions become property of the state. The state determines how the assets should be divided by its own law. Amen. So God, Jesus had this inheritance and he just didn't want it undocumented or undefined. So he wrote down what he wanted. And it's signed in his blood. It always has to be signed. And it's signed in his blood. So when you read his words, we have documented them in red. But that's his word. He is the only person that died, and after he died, raised from the dead to execute his own will. Mm. So that whatever you ask, mm. by faith in my name, yeah. I died for you to have it, and I'm living to see you walk mm. in it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. He's living to see that you get mm. exactly what he promised, all 7,000 promises of it. So he wrote it down as it is written. So when you want to use your covenant, last will and testament to determine if there's some provision that has been left for you that could help you in this life to live a better life and you go in there and you find out, amen, that I don't have to live depressed. I don't have to have demons controlling my life. Amen. I don't have to live sick anymore. I don't have to live broke anymore. 
Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. My marriage can stay together. Amen. Amen. My family doesn't have to fall apart. My children don't have to go away. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Our plane doesn't have to fall out of the sky. Amen. Bless God. He's got so many provisions in there for you. Bless God forever. You ought to spend the rest of your life in there attaining to the promises of God. And the moment you do that and you come to him and you say, this provision has been left from me, Father, and I'm here to claim it in the name, the last name that was written in the last will and testament. Amen. It's a whole lot of names that was listed. Uh But I found one that is my access into these promises of God, and I'm here to claim it. There's no demon can stop you from claiming it. There's no nation that can stop you from claiming it. There's no military power that can stop you from claiming it. Nothing can stop you from claiming what belongs to you. Through faith and patience, you inherit those promises. The Bible said through faith and patience, you inherit it's letting you know that you are living out of a will. You may have to see your Bible different. You thought it was a religious book. No, it's not. It's a record of the last will and testament of Jesus Christ. That's what it is. When you hear the word inherit, you know what inherit means? To possess. What did the children of Israel do when they went in to take the land? They inherited the land. Why? Because God gave it to them by a will and testament. He gave it to Abraham. But they took possession of it when? When they came out of Egypt. They inherited. Well, Abraham was long gone. Abraham was long gone. By the time the children of Israel went into the promised land with Joshua. And while they was under Joshua, there was about seven tribes <laughs> that hadn't received their inheritance. That's right. And Joshua came to them and said, how long are you going to live right. without your inheritance? Yes. Oh Which means you can live on the planet and claim nothing, yes. even though it belongs to you. Yes. You know how much money down at the courthouse right now with people's name listed to it that is unclaimed? And the reason why we know it's theirs is because their name is listed with it. The courts will pay an attorney to search high and low for you until they find you because they don't want that money sitting up there drawing interest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nobody can touch it. Mm -hmm. And it can only be released to the person whose name is there. And if you don't claim it, then they'll go back and they'll they'll try to find the next relative and the next relative Mm -hmm. until they can get that money or that possession to the person that it belongs to. You better shout, I'm found today. I'm found. What they say about J.G. Whitworth? (laughs) It's my money and I want it now. If people would think about that like that with that Bible, you'd be a good Christian. You know what a good Christian is? One that gets their stuff. Yes, amen. That's good. Amen. 
did Jesus get his name? Given to him. He inherited the name. Yeah. The Bible says God promised him that if he would take the cross and die for the sins of the world, that by inheritance he would get a name. That every knee. He would get a name that every knee had to bow to. He'd give him a name that cancer would have to bow to that name. That everything in heaven would have to bow to the name. That everything in the earth would have to bow to that name. That everything under the earth would have to bow to the name of Jesus. And then he turned around. And so you take this name and whatever you ask in my name, it shall be given you. So when you show up to heaven to claim something, come on now, you are not just using the name, you're carrying the name. So the answer, the Bible said the answer all the promises of God that are in Christ Jesus are already what? Yes. Then what you waiting on? It's already yours. Yes. But to function in this, you got to believe this first. So the problem is not with the covenant or inheritance. The problem is people don't believe. And belief is based on a persuasion. Belief is based on being convinced. You got to get convinced that healing is yours. You just don't, you just ain't convinced right now. Because you got all other kind of thoughts in your head. You got, you got, you got to get convinced that healing is yours. Believing is not hoping and wishing. Believing is convinced. Persuasion. Proof. And then once you get it, now you know it. Believing is knowing how it's going to come out before you ever get there. Amen. Hallelujah. Where's Carlita? She in here. I like to use her. She's to move from section number one to section two. I don't know what y'all did to her over there, but she moved over here. Amen. She done changed sections right there because I was looking for her in her section. She's over here by the wave of the hand. When I first met Carlita, she came to our church and she said she had a mass on her lung. And she was going to the physicians to determine how to get rid of it. And the first time I met her, she introduced herself and she told me about her medical condition. And she didn't really know what to do about it. She came and she told me about it. So I already know 
Amen. Mm -hmm. My job is to know the will. Have you ever heard anybody pray, if it be thy will? Yeah. That lets you know they haven't read it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right. Amen. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Amen. So when my mama write a will, and she tells me what's in it and it belongs to me, Daryl ain't getting it. He's my brother over. He's not getting it. I love him, but he's not getting it. Unless I want to give it to him. I'm not going to ask Daryl if it, or ask my mama if it be her will, if she already wrote it down. So I already knew, because I'm convinced. I'm persuaded. It's too late to try to tell me otherwise. It's God's will to heal everybody yes. all the time all in any situation. Yeah. Now, does everybody get it? No. Does everybody get their money down at the courthouse? No. They can live and die and never touch a dime of it. Mm -hmm. It's God's will for everybody to go to heaven. Is everybody going? So everybody does not get what has been appropriated for them in this life. They don't. Some people live and do without when they could have done better. And it's not God's fault because he put it in the book. It's written in the English language. You got to get somebody to help you mess this up. <laughs> You cannot sit down by yourself mm -hmm. and read the Bible mm -hmm. and decide that God's not a healer. Mm. You got to get somebody behind the podium. Well, you never know what God is going to do. You got to get somebody behind the podium. And when they say that, you have to make a decision uh -huh. of whether you're going to believe what they say it because you hadn't read the Bible. Mm -hmm. So you're defenseless. Uh -huh. You're ignorant, uh -huh. which means you don't know. The worst thing you can do in this life is let somebody else read the wheel right. for you. Because right. yeah. 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 if I let Dare read that wheel to, and if he just read it, right. and I trust him, <laughs> and he wants that Mercedes, he's been looking at it all this time. <laughs> And he decided he wanted. Uh -huh. Or he decided that's just too much for him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go tell him, no, she didn't leave that. <laughs> she really didn't say what she wanted to do with it. Oh, no. Better yet, she left it to me. <laughs> and you just say, oh, really? Well, okay. You're responsible for reading the Bible yourself. Yeah. You know what God had to go through to get the Bible printed in the volume that it is? You know how many people fought to keep copies of the Bible out of hands of individuals? You could have lost your life for reading it years ago. 
but because salvation is personal, then everybody ought to have a personal copy Mm. of their salvation plan. Mm. You know what Nashville is? It is the capital of Bible publishing. We print more Bibles in this city than anywhere else in the entire world. Right here, you in the Bible capital of the world. You can get one at Walmart. You can get one at Walgreens. You can get one at the Holiday Inn, but put it back, because it's not yours. (laughs) We got them everywhere. It is the number one published book in all the entire world, and that is not by accident. God said, go into all the world and preach the gospel unto who? Every creature. You know when this age is going to end? It's not going to end by just terrible, perilous times. Jesus said this in Matthew 24, 14. This gospel shall be preached in all the world. Mm -hmm. Then the end shall come. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. What does gospel mean? What is good news? You got to call. (laughs) The good news is you've been left in an inheritance that's going to cause you to live on a whole nother level. An inheritance can cause everything to change for you. Just like that. Uh An inheritance can change your quality of living and status in lifestyle just like that. Yes, you can. If Aunt Jane left you $10 million, (laughs) (laughs) I don't act like you're going to be standing like you are now. (laughs) You are getting ready to change. You're going to look like somebody on Let's Make a Deal. Ah! (laughs) I know you. (laughs) You like money. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) You could have drove here today, your vehicle licking all all in the parking lot. Ain't Jane leave you $10 million <laughs> next Sunday? No, ma'am. I'm talking about the very next Sunday. Yeah. 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 Yes, oh, yeah. Because yeah. an inheritance <laughs> immediately changes the way you live. Yeah. If it got substance on the inside of it. Yeah. Next Sunday? No, oh, ma'am. You're parking diagonal. Yeah. <laughs> yes, y'all. Because you don't want nobody, nobody doing what you did last Sunday, <laughs> just getting out of the car. You didn't care who door you hit. Right. <laughs> Next Sunday, you park diagonal, right. yeah. taking up two spots. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that took the, <laughs> Steve said that I took the passer spot. Because yeah. <laughs> see, my spot, you can't hit my door. <laughs> 
It's right there. You can't hit it. <laughs> I get out without a cab. Right. <laughs> Next Sunday, you turn it in real slow. Last Sunday, you hitting speed bumps. And you didn't care how you pulled it. You hit speed bumps and you didn't care. <laughs> Slamming the door shut. <laughs> now you're doing this. Watch the door, everybody. <laughs> you get a new car and see how people just get out of your new car. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I had to say, this ain't no wagon. <laughs> When they turn slamming it like that, you know. <laughs> Hater on board, you know that. <laughs> no, inheritance immediately changed the way you live. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you living by the word of God, yes. you changing. Yes. It's gonna cause you to change. When you live by the word of God, you can smile in the midst of trouble. Yes. Why? Because 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your cares on yes, me. That's what it says. I will take care of it for you. Yes. So if you're living by your inheritance, when care comes, you don't have to keep it. Yes. The wheel allows you to give the problem to somebody else. Yes. <laughs> Amen. What is it, Philippians 4, 6? Don't have any worry yeah. or any anxiety about anything. Yeah. This will allows you to give your anxiety away. Yeah. If you don't have it, you got to keep it. Yeah. It says in Philippians 4, 6 that... <laughs> Don't have any worry or anxiety about anything, but everything in prayer, give it to him. Yeah. And then when you give him your care, he promises to give you what? Peace. The peace of God. Yes. Yeah. Not just any kind of peace, the kind of God, God kind of peace. Yeah. The kind of peace that go to sleep on the boat yeah. in the middle of a storm. Yeah. Instead of saying, we're going to die. That's right, yeah. Grown men on the boat. Right. In the middle of grown men. Yes. I know men try to act like they don't cry and they don't scream. Get them on a the boat. Yes. <laughs> Out in the middle of a storm. <laughs> and Jesus just slept through all of it. Why? He's living by words yeah. of the covenant that other people ain't living by. Faith is living by your inheritance. Yes. Glory. Not on your own two feet. Amen. What distinguished Jesus greater than other men was that he lived by the words of the covenant. 
and the wheel that was left for him. And while others are living by how they feel, what other people think, what it looks like, what somebody else said, and what they said. That's the difference. So Carlita comes. I forgot about Carlita. <laughs> She's got this mass in her lung. It's painful. And she comes and sits down to talk to me. I know it's God's will to heal her. I don't want this job without the supernatural. Yes, right. Amen. Because people come with real problems. Yes, that's true. You have to stand there with them with no hope. I don't want a job like that. That's not what this profession is about. This profession is helping people live. Yes. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But Satan has come to steal kill and to destroy. But I have counted him. I have come that you might have life and get more of it. Once you get some, get some more. And the Bible is called the word of life. It is designed to produce life in you. It's designed to wipe out death, wipe out sickness, wipe out disease for the heirs. For the heirs. So she walks through the door and she's an heir. Yes, she is. She doesn't know that in the wheel there's healing. But I'm a professional. Glory. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing this 30 years. Yeah. You're only as good as your training. Yeah. If you have a bad trainer, then you're going to be a bad performer. Yes, you are. I know I'm going to talk about this. You can have a bad train and not know it. That's true. <laughs> because you came in with your pencil and your paper and your textbook to be trained. Mm-hmm. You don't know the subject matter. God will never send you to a bad train. You got to go there because your cousin went down. Somebody. That's right. The Holy Ghost will never lead you to a place that's going to misread the will to you. Amen. You got there using your own head. But the Bible says the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit's job is to lead and guide you into what? All truth. And God said, his word is truth. Jerry and I, wave to everybody, Jerry. (laughs) And Dan, wave (laughs) Dan. We went to Maplewood High School. We we are the Panthers, the mighty, mighty Panthers. (laughs) We are the Panthers, the mighty, mighty Panthers. Everywhere we go, 
people want to know who we are. So we tell them we are. You got the point. I'm a panther. How many other panthers in here? Y'all should have been singing the song with me. Right? You are not a panther. You just went there to see who liked me. She's not a real panther. She went for the wrong reason. Well, Daryl and Jerry now, we were on the wrestling team. We were on the wrestling team. Not all-star wrestling, throwing chairs, real wrestling. Not off the turnbuckle, real wrestling. We were on the wrestling team. We didn't know our coach didn't know how to wrestle. When you're on the wrestling team and your coach does not know how to wrestle and he sends you out there on the mat, you think you are prepared. But after about a minute or two, if it's that long, sometimes they blow the whistle, boop, boop, over. As a young man, I was always quick, strong, fast. I didn't think a person could hold me to a mat and a man count to three. <laughs> and I couldn't move my shoulders. <laughs> so I went on the mat with great expectation of victory. Yeah. Yeah. I was planning on having victory. And I left dragging my warm-ups, <laughs> wondering what just happened. How did that guy that's not as strong as I am, not as fast as I am, not as quick as I am, how did he win? I didn't know my coach had never wrestled a day in his life. <laughs> But he looked like the Pillsbury Doughboy, so I should have known something. <laughs> Just by looking at him, I should have known that he couldn't wrestle. But I trusted what he was saying. He was shouting instructions that didn't make sense. <laughs> but because I had never wrestled before, I thought they made sense. And I tried to take no sense on the mat and win with it. <laughs> and it was nothing wrong with me. It was that he didn't know how to wrestle and I didn't know it. Jerry was getting whipped. Put some Jerry, put Jerry in this too. Dad was getting whipped. <laughs> It became so comical, we would all laugh in the stands when one of us got whipped. Ooh, oh no, oh. <laughs> and so then when they come back up to the steps, they come, we sit up in the bleachers, they come back up in the bleachers dragging their stuff. <laughs> and the coach would act like it's your fault. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, he would. And he would throw the warm-ups at you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so you coming back up here, the warm-ups hanging all on you. And we would do it all no. <laughs> and then finally a guy graduated from a high school. He went to wrestle at, I think it was MTSU. He was on the college team at MTSU. They got good coaches up. And he came back to our school. And he wanted to work out. And he looked over there at me. He said, I want to work out with you. <laughs> me? I'm already getting masked by high school wrestlers. <laughs> now, a college wrestler wants to help. He wants to work out. He says, I want to work out with you. Like a dummy, I showed up. <laughs> it was on Christmas break, because he came home on Christmas break. On Christmas break, all the students are gone, and there's nobody in school but you. Mm. And the coach gave him the key. There's nobody in there but me and him. And buddy, he started working on me. I mean, he threw me everywhere. <laughs> I mean, and there's nobody to blow a whistle to stop. <laughs> he just worked on me till he got tired. Let me tell you something about the devil. He will work on you. Yes. With reckless abandon. And he's tireless. And that's why the Bible said, my people are destroyed because they don't know what's in the wheel. But one thing I was doing, he wasn't just there to make it hard on me. He was trying to teach me. Mm -hmm. Yes. He was trying to teach me so that when I went back to the mat, yeah. I wouldn't be the same person. Yes. And I'm not the same person because of what I know now. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible said, knowledge and wisdom shall be the stability mm -hmm. of your times. Mm -hmm. You want to keep having an unstable life, then you're going to have to get knowledge of the Word of God. Yeah. Yeah. After two weeks, make a long story short, I didn't notice it. I got better. To get better takes time. Yeah. I started getting better. And by the end of the two weeks, I took him down. Yeah. By the end of the two weeks, I could escape from him. And I knew I was different. Yeah. I went out there on that mat. I said, y'all boys in trouble. Because <laughs> yes. I ain't the same person no more. Amen. If you would just come to another level, yeah. your devil would be in trouble this week. Yeah. The one that's been coming against your money, your mind, your family, your finances, if you would just get a little bit better yeah. in the covenant, then he would be in trouble. Yeah. That's good. That's why the Bible said that Jesus whipped him so bad the devil left him alone. Yes, he did. That's why he said, resist him, he would run from you. That means to attack him. Yeah. He would run from you. I went on a year, I became a district champion. God will make you a winner. Yeah. He gave you the Bible to make you a winner. Yeah. Not somebody that's living on this planet like a victim. Yeah. Moaning and crying like a victim. Carlita. 
I ain't forgot about Carlita. I know y'all thought I did. I know y'all thought I left the mast in Carlita's chest. She was already in the church. And Lisa told her, go in all the world and preach the gospel. Lisa told her, you don't have to live like that. You need to go over church on a rock. They believe in healing. So she left that place and she came over. Matter of fact, she talked to she went and talked to the pastor. He said, I got enough problems. I ain't got time to deal with yours. She comes, she sit down and talks to me, and I said, I'm not gonna pray for you right now. Because you need some faith. You need some faith that this promise of healing of the 7,000 promises are yours. And I'm a wrestling coach. Believe it or not, that's who I am. I'm a wrestling coach. Because the Bible said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and wickedness in high places. Your fight is not with people. Your fight is with darkness. I said, you go home and you take these wrestling instructions. That's what I told her. I said, you take these instructions that promise you healing. And so I had written them all down. I went in the Bible and I took out all, not all of them, all of them I could find. One will get you healed. All you need is one. Well, I took out several of them. I wrote them down, and then I wrote down the prayers to pray with them. And I said, and some definitions of some words. I said, you go home and study this in a week, and when you're ready to come back and you're ready to pray, we'll pray with you. Mm-hmm. And she took those instructions home, the promises of God. And she came back, and she said, I'm ready for y'all to pray with me. So Pastor Cynthia and I took her in our office back over on the other side of town. We just laid hands on her. Laid hands on her, prayed for her, just like promises said. She went back to the doctor. The mass had shrunk down, and it was so tiny. The doctor said, you don't have to come back anymore. You won't need surgery for this. Amen. You can go on with your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And we have several of them in this church right now that God has ministered to and healed in this church right here. Amen. Because it belongs to you. All the promises of God are yours. And if you want them to show up in your life, I'm going to have to stop. I didn't get to Abraham. Had a baby at 100 years old. Sarah having a baby at 90 years old. First of all, you just got to have some supernatural that happened to you anyway yeah. to even want a baby at 90. Right. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> you need an attitude adjustment yeah. to even want a baby at 90 years old. Yeah. Amen. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm 58 right now, and I... <laughs> I'm... I'm <laughs> I ain't trying to do that no more. <laughs> Amen. I told the doctor with Candace. I was so tired of having babies with her. She's about 25. That's 25 years ago. I said, hand me this baby. <laughs> they give you steak and lobster dinner, you know. I said, I don't want your steak. I don't want your lobster. Hand me the baby. And I promise you, 
you will never see me again. <laughs> and I have kept my word. <laughs> so we're having grandbabies now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, amen. But go home and read, finish reading chapter 4. I don't have time to cover it all. So that Abraham could not even consider what was happening to him. When it comes to a promise of God, you can't even consider what you're going through. You have to look at his word. The Bible said he didn't even look at the, what his wife was going through. He just believed God. Yes, he did. Amen. And he gave glory to God. Some of you need to learn how to worship God once you release your faith. And he worshiped God. And while he was worshiping, strength came back to his body. Strength came back to Sarah's body and womb. Over in Psalms 103, that God promises he can even restore your youth. You got a promise in it. That's one of the 7,000 promises. He can restore your youth. Yes, yes. So he reversed the clock on Abraham and Sarah. Yes. That even when Sarah was 90 years old, one of the kings took her home. Yes, he did. Now, if you're taking 90-year-old women home, <laughs> either something is wrong with you <laughs> psychologically, Emotionally, <laughs> physically, or she just looked just like the other young women. You couldn't tell the age. And I think that's what happened more than anything else. Yes, it did. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Can God restore your youth? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. You got the promise. But you don't get up every day and claim that promise. You don't get up and say, Father, I want to thank you. You restore my youth. You're showing me the right things. Then you're not claiming it. Whatever you never say, you don't claim. Amen. Faith claims what belongs to it. You get some help today. Yes. 